Hello, everybody, and welcome to What's the Problem, the podcast that explores problems that buyers of cybersecurity products and services face in today's world. Today, we are lucky to have Andy Smith, the Chief Marketing Officer at Laminar, joining us on the show. Andy, thank you for coming on. Uh, Great to be here, Mike. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. So let's get right into it. Andy, why are you qualified to discuss the problems of cybersecurity product buyers? Yeah, well, I'm a, a veteran of 30 plus years in Silicon Valley, 20 plus years in uh, cybersecurity, uh, both the, both identity management for many years and, uh, and then broader cybersecurity solutions. Um, and, you know, interesting, I just joined this, uh, this new startup Laminar. Uh, so we're just out of stealth. But when we were going after product market fit, uh, we interviewed upwards of 200, 250 CISOs, uh, just, you know, pitching and listening and asking questions, et cetera, et cetera, to, to get to, to work on this problem statement and really try to understand um, one of their biggest issues. Uh, so, you know, it's the, the results of many, many, many conversations over many years, but particularly focused effort in the last uh, few months uh, to, to understand the problem. That's exciting. Andy, everybody who is listening, you are getting the benefit of over 200 conversations that you don't have to have. Good for you, everybody listening. Let's get into the problem. Andy, what is, I know there's more than one, but what is the problem of a security buyer today? Yeah, so we'll focus on on uh, you know the one problem that that we've been focused on, and it's really a um, the convergence of what's happening right now in the market. So what we're seeing is cloud, obviously cloud transformation, the increase of cloud adoption with with the pandemic, uh, you know, just just threw that cloud adoption up even more. So this is really timely. Um, on top of that is data democratization. Um, and the result being, I've got more data than ever before in the cloud. Um, and as app dev um, uh, increases and the, you, know, you start changing to, to cloud native app dev, what's happening is there's a, a shift in power for security professionals, um, whereas they used to be able to act as gatekeepers. And um, so therefore, if a, if a developer wanted to stand up a new data store, they would have to ask permission. They would have to say, somebody bring me a server, somebody set up a database, you know, some DBA involved, et cetera. So they have to ask all these, uh, ask permission for all these things and security could show up to those, uh, those kind of um, meetings and be able to say, what, what data are you gonna put into that system? Is there any sensitive data? What kind of, you know, this is how you need to protect it. Well, with the move to cloud and changing way that app dev developers have way more power than ever before and they can, start spinning up and spinning down, moving around, copying databases and data stores um, and don't have to ask permission anymore. And so there is now this gap between security professionals, data security professionals in particular, um, and and their ability to be gatekeepers. And so uh, that's the problem. They often don't know uh, more, way more often than not when we're talking to these 200 plus CISOs where their sensitive data is in the cloud. How does that expose them as the data security professional? What's interesting, what we're finding, we've uh, coined this term uh, shadow data. And because it's it's fairly common for 
them to be aware of kind of the main data store uh, that the application's running after, but they have all these shadow data stores that are out there. So a developer makes a copy um, in a dev environment for a test and then forgets to remove it. Uh, that, uh, you know, we, there was an original lift and shift to the cloud uh, and then eventually, and so we brought a data store over and then eventually we re, re uh, focus that one on a cloud native data store, or something like that. And the old one is still sitting there. Uh, you know, there's just all these extra data stores sitting out there, uh, uh, an untethered backup, et cetera. Those are the ones that are often unmanaged, uh, not following policy, uh, not configured properly, not being monitored. And that's the ones the attackers go after. It's not often the common data store that everybody knows about. It's all these shadow data uh, repositories that are out there that are unmonitored, unprotected, and um, uh, and often, you know, the attacker's dream. You mentioned you interviewed hundreds of CISOs as you were working on this problem statement. Are they, does the buck stop with him or her, the CISO, in terms of you've got this untethered backup uh, or, or another example, like the one that you gave, and it somehow um, becomes exposed and some bad actors get in there. Is that, is that kind of the CISO's nightmare in terms of I'm, I'm going to have to deal with this and or I'm going to be relieved of my duty for not cleaning house, so to speak? Yeah, um, it was interesting. There was just one the other day that we were talking to and we said, uh, we're talking to a, a data, perfection, data protection professional and his boss is a CISO. And we said, what, what, what gets your boss fired? And he yeah. would say, he said, knowing that there was these extra data repositories out there and not doing anything about it. Um, so maybe you, 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 you get one breach and you kind of get through it or whatever, uh, and you clean up things afterwards. But if you know you've got this problem and you don't deal with it, that gets you fired. Mm. So same as any kind of a criminal court here in the United States, ignorance is not an excuse. Uh, it, or ignorance is an excuse once after that you yes. should know that that's the next exactly. step. If you have more out there, you should know and go find them. There's, there's also another interesting dynamic. Um, uh, in addition to CISOs, we talked to chief data officers, to CDOs. And, um, you know, obviously large organizations tend to tend to have those data, you know, organizations focused on, on having a lot of data, especially consumer and, and employee data, et cetera. Um, and, there's a shifting dynamic. They actually both feel some responsibility for this. Ultimately, the breach, uh, a CISO, it really comes down to the CISO uh, protecting against that. But what's what's happening in the market is we're seeing this shift from, from system-centric security. So I'm worried about the systems and I'm focused on the systems and the infrastructure, et cetera, to data-centric security. So really, in the end, it's about securing your data not necessarily securing the box that your data is sitting on, right? Or the VM mm-hmm. that your data is sitting on. It's really about the data. And so it's just a shift in thinking um, uh, from system-centric to data-centric. And then the what's mm-hmm. interesting to watch, hasn't all shaken out yet, but the role of the CISO and the CDO and how they interact together, because they each bear a, a bit of this responsibility. Interesting. Well, Andy, I appreciate you dropping some knowledge on our listeners. We just talked about, a few pretty intense topics, you know, breaches. Um, you brought up the question of what gets you fired. That's pretty intense. Um, <laughs> so I figure we could end this on more of a light note. Um, Andy, tell our listeners 
the worst haircut that you've ever had? Well, I grew up in Berkeley, California, so you could imagine that uh, my parents were a bit of hippies. Uh, so I certainly had a bowl cut when I was younger, for sure. Uh, literally the bowl cut. Uh, but I was also thinking the, the business aspect of a haircut. Uh, I've certainly worked for many companies over the years and getting bought by private equity and having to do that mm-hmm. business haircut of laying people off. That's probably the worst haircut I've had. I've yet to meet anybody who really enjoys um, enjoys that part of business. That's uh, that's always very unfun. Absolutely. Well, Andy, thank you for joining us. And for all the listeners, we have we will have links to uh, Andy's LinkedIn, uh, Laminar's website, so you can learn a little bit more about them and some of the problem statements that Andy teased at but didn't go into too much detail on. And until next time, stay safe out there.